Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. It's hard to imagine how many times Micah Tyler spent his days wondering what's next while driving a sausage delivery truck across Southeast Texas. Surely he was questioning his own discernment to quit his youth pastor gig, sell half of what he owned to move his family into a single wide trailer, and start traveling the region performing songs he'd written. Well, it seems to have all worked out pretty well. Fast forward down that long road and the same guy behind the delivery truck wheel now has a record deal, multiple Dove Award and K-Love Award nominations, two BMI Top 25 Christian songs, and three number one songs. I am really excited because I'll tell you what, about, oh, let's say five to seven years ago, I um, was on this kindness journey, right? And um, I just realized that a lot of the things that I was putting into my mind uh, that I was looking at, that I was listening to, weren't serving me well. And this is by no means a, a Christian podcast, but I'll tell you what, I started listening exclusively to Christian music. And it just was a way for my soul to kind of calm down. And it just was a reminder to me um, that everything was going to be okay. And if it, if it wasn't yet okay, then it wasn't the end, because in, in the end, it's all going to be okay. And um, so I have a really big love and respect for the people who put that music uh, on the air. And one of those people is a man who has had three number one hits, uh, hit songs, and his name is Micah Tyler. And Micah joins us today from a Texas. Hey, Micah. What's up? How are you guys? I'm so good, and I'm so glad you would give us your time. Hey, I'm I'm a non-essential uh, artist at this point, so this just gives me <laughs> something to do. So I'm just, I'm excited to be invited anywhere right now. <laughs> I live in South Dakota. You can come travel to South Dakota if you want, because um, we're still hanging out and doing, doing life. <laughs> yeah, South Dakota's uh, doing nothing is a little bit different than Texas doing nothing. I will say that. I've traveled through your state a few times, and so I've... I, I think we're all, I'm, I'm just glad that technology and the internet has reached both of our places because Buna, Texas is kind of like the South Dakota of Southeast Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so you do a lot of walking with your dog and, uh, right, and, and, and just yeah. random cornfields. That's what I do here, at least. I don't know. Yeah, we're, we're, we have random swamps over here. So the swamps are our cornfields. It's not good of a, it's good of a harvest. The, the, the harvest can bite you sometimes. <laughs> so it's a little bit different over here. But at the same time, I understand. I understand the vibe for sure. The harvest can bite you. I like that. I feel like that should be a quote for t-shirts. The harvest can bite you. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, Micah, I have this team of women who work with me and one woman in particular, her name is Sarah. And um, she's been with me for several years. And Sarah like works for Kibble. Like, I mean, I, I, I think I send her like cute stuff cute stickers and pens sometimes um, as payment for being so good to me. And so there's not a lot I can give her, but there is one thing that I can give her and I'm hoping you will help me with that today. Yeah. Are you all, are you all in? I'm, I'm now I'm just, I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, it's a, it's a bit of a running joke within our kindness team, um, but it's sincere. And, and the thing is every single time your song different comes on the radio because Sarah also listens to Christian music. She videotapes it. So she'll be in her car and we will get a video as a team of the radio station. Like, 
Okay, awesome. Sarah has quickly climbed the ranks of my favorite people of 2021 right now. Just, <laughs> just let me go ahead and just get that out there right now. Right. So she'll be in her kitchen, and we'll get we'll get a video of whatever food she's making and the radio there. Uh, and it has gotten to the point where we know the um, the DJ at the morning radio station um, in Madison, Wisconsin, which is where oh. Sarah lives, and so he has texted her and said, hey, Micah's song is coming up in two, so, you know, get ready. That Now, that's a, that's a different level of, like, service there. That's amazing. I love that so much. Isn't that the craziest thing ever? And so, when we found out that the Micah Tyler, who sings the song different, could come oh. and be on the Kindness Podcast, I said, Sarah, you need to do this interview. You need to be the one to talk to Micah because... Um, he has he has changed her life He's, and and you've done that for her. So I want to do that. But here's the other thing. Her birthday is Friday. Oh, come on. Can we sing? Yeah. Okay. Of course we can. Okay, we're gonna bring Sarah in here right now. Sarah, 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 Sarah. Okay, Micah, oh do you want to start us off? I didn't do you know you tell everybody it's my birthday. Yeah, you're telling everybody it's your birthday. Friday. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. My I already know this is going to be my most favorite kindness podcast interview of like all time. So thank you. Are you going to film it? It's recorded. I'm going to market it. My background's in marketing. It's going to everybody I know, Come like on. over and over. Yeah. Hey, I, if this is just part of your LinkedIn profile from now on, I'll be just pumped about it. Like put it wherever yeah. you want to go. That's awesome. That's super cool. Oh, so we're going to sing to you, Sarah. And by we, I mean, I mean, I mean, Micah, can you sing happy birthday to Sarah? Yeah. Of, of absolutely 100%. All right, Sarah, <clears throat> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sarah. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Happy birthday, Sarah. Come on. That was Thank amazing. You. And Micah, now I don't have to get her a present. Thank you. Because what tops that? I go. This is Hannah, my oldest. She got to hear that too. Hannah, I've got Hannah at my house too. How old are you, Hannah? Eleven. Yeah, my Hannah is twelve. She'll be thirteen in, in February. Micah, we heard about coleslaw. We're we're sorry to hear about coleslaw. Okay, you know hold what? on, hold on. I am I am moving myself out of this because clearly the two of you have some stuff to talk about here on the Kindness Podcast. Hey, Micah, don't forget to share a kindness story along the way. But I'm getting out of here. Absolutely. Thanks, Nicole. Yeah, Coleslaw uh, was a, an integral member of our family. We nicknamed him C.S. Chewis. Uh, he was our three and a half year old guinea pig. Um, my son said it was kind of the first family pet that we had, um, like a real family pet, because we lived in places where we couldn't have like dogs outside or anything like that. And so a guinea pig fit the perfect mold. And sadly, we found we found a little Coleslaw had passed away on Saturday. And so we had a whole funeral for him. We went through the whole motions. We sat together as a family, talked about memories, but you know what? We're, it, it was a good day. We got to talk about all the good fun ways that we remember that little fella. And so we're, we're making it through as a family right now, for sure. He sounds like he was a neat, neat part of your family. And I was glad you posted that because the kids thought that was pretty neat to learn yeah. about cool well, you know, we went through a lot with him. We've moved in into a couple of houses with him. Um, we we threw him a birthday party his his first year. And people ask me all the time, they're like, so how did you decorate for a guinea pig's birthday party? Did you like put guinea pigs all over the wall? 
And I, and the more I thought about it, I was like, well, no, we, we didn't do that because that would freak me out if I went to a birthday party and there were just human beings on the wall everywhere around me. <laughs> so I was like, that is like a natural order of things. So I just said we didn't do decorations, but we did get him like a little uh, cupcake made out of some sort of a vitamin for guinea pigs. So we, we went all in for this thing. That sounds awesome. Oh, well, thank you for being being with Nicole and I and the team on this podcast. I've really been looking forward to this interview. Um, and mostly, as Nicole said, just to share the opportunity of how much your music has touched my life. Um, it was about three years ago, over three years ago, that I learned about Nicole and her kindness mission. And the timing of your song and you know what we do as a kindness team, they just fit so well together. Mm. And so I just wanted to thank you for that opportunity to share with you. And I was, my husband said, if you do anything, don't cry. Don't cry in front of Micah Taylor. But okay. I, it's right from the heart, Micah. Like, I can't even explain in words um, what your music has done every time it's on. Mm. So I'm interested in hearing more about, um, you know, what you want to share and what God's teaching you, yeah. you know, either when you wrote the song or now at this stage in your life. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the, the, the thing about um, this song in particular is that it's it. When, when I wrote the song, it was with one specific purpose um, for my heart. And then it's been neat because I feel like the song has kind of grown alongside of me. And so when, when for me, I, I try to write music. I've got two rules when I'm writing a song. Number one, I want it to honor God's word, because to me, my faith is something that um, I, I know that I can count on, that that it doesn't change. It is an absolute truth for me. And so as, as I walk through different seasons of life and things change in my life, I want something that is going to have a strong foundation. And so to me, scripture has done that. Um, and the other thing is I want it to be a, a, a time capsule, like a count of, of my life. I want to be able to look back at a song that I wrote and, and I can point back and tell you like where I was when I wrote this song. Um, the, the original uh, meaning for the word or the, the meaning behind the, the song different. Um, when I was growing up, I uh, grew up in a, a Christian home. Uh, mom was Baptist and dad was Catholic. So I was Catholic until I was about 10. <laughs> and uh, I was going to like catechism training on Wednesday nights and Sunday school on Sunday. So it was a little confusing, but at the same time, my parents loved Jesus. And so we kind of grew up in that um, at 10 years old, um, gave my life to, to the Lord at the, the Central Baptist Church here in Buna, Texas. Uh, where my mom was going to church and uh, my dad was fully supportive of us being involved in that church exclusively at that point. And so grew up in that. But the thing is, I didn't really get involved in church as much as just I knew who Jesus was. And my parents had a great example of who he was. But, you know, as every teenage kid does, you're trying to find your place. And sometimes you can find your place in the wrong things. And I ended up developing uh, an enemy you know, on the kindness podcast. I, I had a lot of hatred towards one person um, and I saw him every day in the morning when I looked in the mirror. I had this super just um, anger and frustration and bitterness towards me. I, I hated the way that I looked. I hated the way that I sounded. I hated the decisions I made. Um, I didn't think that I was smart enough or good enough or whatever. And I just was never enough. And I would look at other people and would just kind of like covet them and think about like, man, I wish I could have their life or I wish I had their car. Or I wish I had their looks or I wish I had their personality or whatever. And um, I tell the story sometimes, but when I were growing up, my bedroom had these, um, it, the house was built like in the seventies. And so it was like the sheetrock ceilings, but they would, they did this weird thing where the sheetrock was still wet. They would press 
these circle things in there and they would spin them and it would make these grooves that would kind of be a, a big circle on the outside. It was a bunch of smaller circles, circles going towards the middle. It looked kind of like a, like a record, like an album. Um, and for any listener who doesn't know what that is, a record is like a small CD, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, a, a big CD. And, and if you don't know what a CD is, it's like a Spotify that's physical. So, um, <laughs> um, but, but I remember I would go to school when I got home from school, my parents would ask me how my day was. And my sophomore year of high school, I would just say, oh, it was, it was a great day. And that was a lie. I'd go to my bedroom, close the door. I'd lay on my bed. I'd look at the ceiling and I would start counting all the reasons I hated myself that day by the circles on the ceiling. And I would start with that outside circle. And I would say, you know, I got out of my truck this morning and I kind of stumbled a little bit because I'm just clumsy. And that's 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 one reason I hate myself. And then I and then I remember I walked up and I said, hey, to a group of friends, there's like five people and like two people said, hey, back. It's probably because the three people just can't stand me. And I get that because I can't stand me either. That's two. I raised my hand in math class, got the problem wrong. It's because I'm dumb. And that's that's three. And I can tell you how bad of a day I had, but how close I got to the middle of that circle. Um, and a lot of days I would hit bullseye, like I would go all the way in just with, with, you know, all these reasons and stuff. And it was a struggle that I had for a long time. Um, went through a depression as a sophomore. Um, when I was a junior in high school, had a, a, my cousin Amber invited me to our youth group at church. And I'd never really gone really before. I was involved in church like on Sundays, but not really involved in the youth group. Um, and it was there um, that the youth pastor, Kyle, just started uh, reaching out to me and, and, and letting me know that it, it wasn't about how much we just love ourselves, but if Jesus loves us, it's us accepting that love and trusting that if he made us, that he formed us, that when it, in Psalm 139, when it says that we are uniquely made, um, that's not a punishment, that he has a specific set of fingerprints and a specific set of breaths in our lungs and a specific set of hairs on our head and a specific plan for our lives. And, uh, and it was something that for, for the longest time, I started accepting those things more and more. But even at the age of 33, I remember sitting down to write that song and it, it was still me comparing myself. And I would, I would find myself as an adult looking over and looking at Instagram and going like, man, I wish I had this person's this. Or I would look at my neighbor and say, man, I wish I had their that. And we were just all these different things going on. And I wrote that song just finally as, as me just saying, God, I've got to quit comparing myself to, to anyone in this world. That if there's some person that I want to look like, it's more like Jesus. I want to have the heart of Jesus. I want to have the mind of Jesus. I want to be able to love people and show kindness the way that God does. Because anyone, any other person that I can try to look up to on this earth will fall short at some point. And so that song was actually written um, as me just saying, I want to be different and I want to be changed. And I don't want to look like anything in this world. I want to look more like you. So come and be different in me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what advice do you have for our listeners that may um, be in a position that you were explaining where you're laying down and you're counting, you're focusing on the negativity, you know, yeah. and it's just feeling so heavy, especially as we're going into 2021 right now and we've just finished, sure. you know, what a lot of people would consider a very dark year. Yeah. Um, what advice would you have for them? <clears throat> I, I, at the end of the day, um, we can't build anything on hate. We can't build anything on anger. That's not, that is not something stable. That is something that is never going to run out. We are going to just hate and hate and have anger and anger. But the good news is, is that if we can build our, our, our house, we can build our things on something solid, something that is going to not move, is going to just stay the same. If we can build our life on things like love, we can build our things on things like, like faith and hope and mercy and grace and kindness. Um, 
it, it is something that we can actually <clears throat> kind of grow from. We can we can we can work our way out of at that point, like uh, away from some of these other negative things that we have. I know in my life, the people around me appreciate me so much more when I'm seeking kindness over seeking bitterness. You know, um, <clears throat> I always look back at the breath that we have inside of our lungs. And I think that breath is always attached to purpose. Like we're not asking for the breath that we have right now. Um, it is just something that is being given to us. And, and people may have different opinions on where the source of that breath comes from. And in, in my heart, it is because the Lord is putting breath inside of my lungs. And it's the, the breath that we have. We have this choice of how we want to use it. It's like me giving you a pen and me saying, like, how do you want to use this pen? You can use that pen to write blessings or you can write use that pen to write curses. You can use that pen to write love letters or you can use that pen to write angry, bitter, bitter notes to someone. The breath inside of us, we have this opportunity and this gift to be able to use it to speak life or to be able to use it to speak death, to be able to use that breath to speak hurtful things or to speak kindness. And I just know that in my life, when I'm speaking kindness, when I'm seeking love, when I'm building upon mercy and those kind of things, my life just feels deeper and richer and I can tell the people around me appreciate it a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, will you help uh, help me understand what your definition of kindness would be? <clears throat> you talked a little bit about it being the breath and focusing on positivity um, and shifting our perspective. Yeah. But yeah, can you help um, maybe define that? Yeah, I, I, I think that kindness is not something that is a an equal share thing. I, I think that we are not to try to reciprocate kindness like that. If, if we're just trying to reciprocate kindness, then it just depends on the person we run into. And it's kind of like not on us at that point. If we run into a mean person, we can be mean. If we run into a nice person. We can be nice. Um, <clears throat> but then we're the person who changes. Mm -hmm. Like we're the person who decides that we're going to switch from being this kind of person to this kind of person. And to me, with kindness, it is about trying to give someone um, whether that is their, your attention and your focus, whether that is your um, your demeanor and your just the way that you, you you show love towards that person. And it's not a deserved thing. It's not a, you know, you have earned my kindness in this way. It's going in and treating someone, you know, the old fashioned term, like, you know, if trying to treat someone the way that you want to be treated, like going in and trying to show someone. Because I tell you, if I'm at a restaurant or if I'm checking out at Walmart or if I am, um, trying to to catch a cab somewhere. If I whatever the situation is, when someone is kind to me, that is a that is a it shifts my day a whole lot. And it makes things a lot easier feeling for me. Um, and so we have no idea what kind of battle someone's up against. And so maybe that day, kindness is an opportunity for you to be able to um, remind them that there's something good out there for them. Um, and again, my faith kind of runs deep in my life. And so so I know that the, the Lord has been very kind to me uh, in so many different ways that we've walked through some very difficult things over the past few years with Hurricane Harvey uh, ruining uh, four rooms in our house. Um, my brother Daniel uh, was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer back in 2017 and it spread all over his body. And the moments where the people around me just showed kindness in those times and not, not even like, here's how to fix everything, but just showing me grace and mercy and love and and, and just remembering that I, I just needed to feel something more than the negative things in my situations. Um, that just meant so much to me. And so it's really kind of reminded me that may, maybe today, if kindness is the only thing that we can offer, it's still a good thing to offer today. Mm -hmm. I had a quick little story I wanted to share. Um, yeah. um, as Nicole said, when, you know, when I feel like 
just doing things at home that are really enjoyable and are bringing me joy, like having people over and we're cooking and chopping in the kitchen and yeah. we might be making a meal to bring to someone else. And it's just like fellowship time um, and your song comes on. It's like this full circle moment. I don't know how to explain it, Micah, but it just brings it all together. Wow. And something lately that I've been trying to do because we can't, um, you know, we can't be around people as much is notice the service workers. So yesterday I was going through a Burger King drive-thru and the lady at the drive-thru was really kind. Her name was Kate. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, I'm going to call the Burger King survey and fill it out and just talk about how awesome Kate was. Wow. And so when in my mind, I'm thinking about doing things like that, like things that really are different. You know, many people, they don't notice the service workers or the grocery checkout person. Um, but to, you know, provide that feedback, I'll yep. hear your song come on. And that's to me like the, you know, just the reminder that it is important to be different and don't be like the world and have your light shine bright. So well, honestly, pro proactive kindness is like the best, like, like not a reactive kindness, not like, oh, you're nice to me. So I'll be nice to you back. Um, for, for us, it was some, I, I felt convicted that the only time that I email a teacher is whenever we're having some sort of a problem with a math problem or when I disagree with, well, this happened in class. I'm trying to understand, like, you kind of graded this thing harder than what we thought it was going to be or whatever the situation is. So we're trying to put into practice, like sending a nice email to a teacher literally just to say thank you. Just say, hey, yeah. I know coming back from Christmas break is hard. And so thanks for thanks for investing in our kiddos, like just something like that. Being proactive, not because. It, it would be weird if you didn't do it or, oh, this part, whatever it is. But like you filling out a Burger King survey, that goes a long way. That girl may have just got to work at a 10 hour shift where she's just slaving over slinging fries all day long. And a manager comes in and gives her a pat on the back. Like it, it may not feel like the minimum wage that day was worth it, but at least her day feels like, oh, somebody saw me today. Like that's something that's really special. Yeah. Love that. Maybe that could be your next song, like Proactive Kindness. <laughs> I, hey, that yeah. was more than 21 million. I I'm gonna love pull out the, I'm going to pull out the old rhyme dictionary and find out what rhymes with proactive. I mean, <laughs> Sarah, I'll tell you what, you are ever the marketing queen trying to get Micah Tyler to write us a song for the Kindness is Contagious team. Like, way to go. Yeah. Kindness. <laughs> I love it. Sarah, thank you so much for, for jumping in. Thank and, and you, Micah. Thanks, Sarah. Appreciate you My so much. interview. I already know it. Come on. This Tell the rest of the family I said hey. I will. Thank awesome. you. Micah, thank you for that. Before we let you go, I'm just wondering if you have one favorite kindness story that you would share with our listeners that just has really meant something to you, whether it's something you've done and it just, gosh, I didn't know that could feel that good, or a time when kindness showed up for you just when you needed it. Honestly, like that, <clears throat> there's a lot of, uh, man, I, I, there's a lot of grand stories of like where people have been very, very kind to our family, been very, very nice to us, have seen us in certain ways. But honestly, I, I, I think that instead of doing like a specific thing, there's just, there's just so many times in my life where someone sitting next to me and just wanting to understand me has meant more to me than maybe a kind action. Like, I, I, I think that sometimes we try to make, whether it's grace or mercy or kindness or something like that, some of these like attributes that we can kind of show to people, we try to push them into these grand gestures. And here's the deal. Those are incredible. They're amazing. 
But there's something also about just sending a, a handwritten letter to someone. Like I've gotten handwritten letters before where I'm going, someone took time to put thoughts about me and my family onto paper or in an email or in a message or whatever. Um, or, or it's somebody that I haven't seen in a while who just lets me know they're proud of me. Like little things like that, just showing to me daily kindness, everyday kindness is very brave. I think it's very vulnerable. I think it's honest. I think that it it is what's going to keep this world from going under. Um, is not trying to strategically put together an eventful kind thing that we can do for someone, but it is the daily making sure that the people around us know that we love them, that we're thinking about them, that we're thoughtful towards them, and that we honestly care about them more um, <clears throat> than than an event. Then it's just like showing up for that person again, going, hey, I care about your day to day. So so <clears throat> I can think of kind stories maybe in, in, in those kind of things. But honestly, it is it is the person who I just who will send me the random text and just just checking on me, those kind of things that that I think are the kindness, the kind moments that mean the most to me. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And um, it's such a great reminder when people say, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I don't have the energy. Um, but you do have the love. And as long as you got the love, that's all you need. So absolutely. Micah, your new album is called New Today. It is amazing. Oh, and um, yeah, totally. It's amazing. You know that. Come on, people. If, if you don't, then people need to send you more letters. <laughs> Listen, it's, but it's that weird. We released this album a month into the pandemic. And at first we were not going to release it because we're going like, how do we release this? It was an album that we poured so much into for three years, trying to seek out hope. Like we went through a real hopeless phase when we were writing this album of Hurricane Harvey had devastated our home. And my brother Daniel had been diagnosed with cancer. And my grandmother was, was battling cancer. Like we had all these things just happening. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept we're trying to write songs to remind me of the hope that we still have in our hopelessness. So we, we, we wrote this one, and it's everything from like these joy-filled celebratory songs to these real honest gripping, like we're in the middle of the herd, but we're, we're believing in the things that we can't see right now kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, and so when it was time to release the album, we're going like, okay, like, do we release this thing into the wild whenever I'm not touring it? I'm not out playing it in front of people. I'm not doing shows. I can't talk to somebody after the shows are over with and hear what they think about the songs. It's like, do we do this? But then we started thinking like of all the times that people need to be reminded of hope in a hopeless time. Yeah. The last 10 months have just been hard. And so the message that I get right now um, are people just kind of saying like, wow, this really kind of carried me today. And like that just means so much. But at the same time, we're releasing these songs and I, it's going to be really weird when I go play a show sometime in the next few months or next time next year, whatever it is. And people are singing along to songs that I've never sang in front of them before. Yeah. But they've had a chance to do. And so I, the, anytime I get a message on this album, it just means a whole lot because like I said, we haven't had a chance to tour the record traditionally how we would typically do it and stuff. But you know, it's, it's been neat to see the reaction from people for sure. Awesome. How do you want people to get a hold of you? And, um, you want them to download the new today album or how does yeah. that, what do you want? What do you want from us? How I mean, can listen, we be you kind can connect to you? with me, come say, Hey, whatever on all the social media stuff at Micah Tyler musical most thing, most things I'm on Facebook. I've rarely get on there. Sometimes I post about my kids and stuff and you know what I'm trying to do to fill my days right now. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as downloading music, it's everywhere. It's on Apple music. It's Spotify. It's iTunes, you know, all the ways that you listen to music, it is already out there. If you would like a compact disc, if you want to go old school with it, um, <laughs> website is MikeTyler.com. We've got merch on there and stuff like that. You can get CDs, shirts, all the kind of stuff. Got some great hoodies, some real throwback eighties looking hoodies that uh -huh. maybe you just warm yourself up, get through these winter months and stuff. That's 
that's out there too. So yeah, there's a myriad of uh, different ways to kind of catch up with me. I'd love to come say hey to somebody. Awesome. Thank you, Micah, so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being with us here on the Kindness Podcast. Hey, listen, I'm a fan. I appreciate what you're doing. You have me. That was a conversation with Christian recording artist Micah Tyler. His new album, New Today, is out now. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 